Hey everybody, welcome back to Popcorn Prattle. I am one of your hosts, Mr. Marcus Sally, executive producer of Shenanigans Incorporated and one of the co-creators of Popcorn Prattle. If this is your first time listening to the show, welcome. We are but a humble podcast that enjoys talking about movies, not in a pretentious way, but as if you just got done seeing a really good movie and now you want to talk about it with your best good buddies. And of course, as always, I am joined by my best good buddies. Let me introduce you to them. First up, you know him, you love him. It's the man, the myth, the legend. It's Mr. Stephen Bailey. Stephen, say hi to the folks at home. Hi, folks at home. And of course, you know her. She's the ever so lovely, the ever so talented. Hey, it's Miss Lindley Key. Lindley, say hi to the folks at home. Hi, folks at home. I am exhausted, to say the least. (laughs) I really am. I just, school is, is rough and tumble and everyone just, I don't know. It feels like no one is thinking anymore. Yeah, I think there. Everyone is still on. Everyone is still on holiday brain, and they're still working their way back into into reality. Mm-hmm. Oh boy, yeah. That definitely describes me. Yes. <laughs> Are you still? On I holiday I. Yes, yes. I I can't get out of it. I just I just it, I, you know lunchtime rolls around and I'm like I want to go home. Oh. I want to go back to sleep. Yeah, I'm tired. I feel that. I feel that. I'm I myself am on vacation brain. Even though we're we're not going on vacation for forty five more days mm-hmm. as of this recording. <laughs> but this is my first vacation in five years. I. Need this? <laughs> yeah, you need this. Uh, yeah, audience. I don't know if we. I think we've spoken about it on the podcast, but Marcus and I are going to. We're having a little Europe trip. Yes. We're gonna. We're gonna pay homage, homage, whatever it is. Again, tired brain. Uh, to some Outlander locations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And go to London and Ireland. We didn't plan this. But the day we're going to be in Ireland, St. Patrick's Day, I'm already dreading it. <laughs> I it's it's gonna be a fun time. I I it definitely is, yeah. I definitely think you know. I wish that we hadn't planned to go to Dublin on St. Patrick's Day, but I feel like you know if you're going to go to Ireland, go on St. Patrick's Day just to say like you've done it, you've gotten yeah. you've gotten the experience. And it's like, you know, who knows when's the next time either of us are going to go to Ireland again. Been another five years. <laughs> exactly. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. I hear it's like not, they don't do St. Patrick's Day like Americans do where they just run around drinking green stuff and acting like idiots. Right. No offense, people who run around drinking green things on St. Patrick's Day like idiots. I mean... Okay, thank you. Again... <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> again, it's like... I mean, because I, I've... I, well, I don't do, like, the whole running around drink like idiots because, you know, I'm 31. I'm a, I'm a grown man who pays bills now. Um, <laughs> not, a, not a college student. And even when I was in college, I wasn't acting like that. But I've had, you know... I've, I've had the experience of having green beer and... Okay, like it's the novelty it's the no- of it is is fun. 
Yeah, it's the novelty. That's all that matters. Yeah. So I mean, it's like like I said, I, as long as as long as you know, I get to go to to my friend adult, today. Drink a Guinness. If I go to if I get to go to like you know the Jameson Distillery, I get to go to the Guinness Factory. Um, yeah. That's that is all I I really care about doing when we're in Dublin. Um, although my friend, who's a friend I'm referring to, she's a um, she's a history teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she knows, and so she knows that I'm like really into history. So she's like giving me like, like, Oh, like, you know, make sure you go to this place, make sure you go to this place. And like, mm-hmm. it's all within walking distance. And I said, that sounds fantastic. Send it all to me. Um, <laughs> but she did, she did light up. Um, cause she wasn't too impressed with Dublin. She was like, you'll like it. And then you'll leave. I was like, we're going to go for there for a day. And she was like, that's yeah. for the best. And I said, oh, okay. And then she's like, where else do you go? And I said, Edinburgh. And she's like, okay. Like her face just lit up. And she was like, do you have, she's like, do you get a hotel? And I was like, no, we got an Airbnb. And so she was like, that's going to be great. Because um, there's so much. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's so much in Edinburgh itself. Yeah. Not just history, but there's a bunch of nerdy <laughs> stuff there too. Mm-hmm. We're nerds. Not only not only Outlander stuff, but Edinburgh is the place where Harry Potter was born. Mm-hmm. Victoria Street is the inspiration for Diagon Alley. There is a cemetery where you can find the characters' names written on the gravestones. It's, it's I've the, watched travel videos this entire week. That's all I've done. <laughs> it's it's going to be it's going to be an experience um of a lifetime and uh I'm happy I'm happy to be going with somebody, especially Lindley just because Aww. you know, it was um I was going to I was just going to go alone. Same, um, and I'm glad. I'm glad to not be going alone. Yeah. If I yeah. gotta go with someone, I guess I'll go with you. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, oh, yeah, it's gonna be a good time. But, um, folks at home, we have uh, a bit of a, a shorter episode for you. I say shorter. You guys know. You guys know what that means. Those of you who return, shorter episode just means that we're probably gonna go over. What we initially thought we were going to do. So it doesn't really matter. Um, I'm just going to say we're going to have a show. Um, so it and it's going to be a good show. It will be. Uh, we're going to do, uh, it's 2020. The last show, we uh, talked about what we were looking forward to um, over the next year. And uh, today, we're going to talk about the movies that, um, you know, were great last year. Because the Oscars, the Oscars are coming up. And I feel like the Oscars get earlier and earlier every year. Yeah. Like, I feel like, like last year, we just barely timed it out properly where the Butter Bowl was, like, in line with the Oscars. (laughs) And, like, this year, we're just like, well, we're not even going to try. We're not going to try to do an awards weekend (laughs) because it's just going to be a waste of time trying to coordinate that. Um, Yeah. That's and that's that's fine, um, because guess what, audience? You're gonna get to watch the Oscars, this uh, bloated film fest about white male rage, white male, white male rage, rage, white male rage. Um, and then you're please gonna go, get. <laughs> please go watch that SNL skit. Watch that whole episode because the episode with Adam Driver recently was so just. It's amazing. Chef kiss. It's wow. absolutely amazing. Um, but you get you'll get a chance to watch uh, the Oscars, 
And then you'll listen to the Butter Bowl and you'll be like, man, they know how to do an award show because it's quick and it's about movies that I actually care about. Um, mm-hmm. And this year was a little difficult because um, we were as we were going through the list of movies from last year, there weren't, I felt like last year's Butter Bowl, there were a lot of like, kind of like cynical um categories in there because we just weren't impressed with a lot of the movies that came out in the previous year it was like there were some clear winners but then there were a lot of definite losers whereas this year there were a lot of good movies or rather in 2019 there were a lot of good movies that came out that i'm just like man like oh yeah like that was a good movie or like that was a good that was surprisingly like really really good um yeah so i just i just feel like this year's Butter Bowl, it was hard. It was a little bit hard to get the nominations wrapped up, but we came to final decisions. And I think, audience, I think you're really, really, really going to dig it. So we're going to talk about Oscars. We're going to reveal those Butter Bowl nominations. Uh, and then I'm going to go to bed. Um, so, <laughs> My guess is a tired boy. Yeah, just, just a wee bit. Um, but audience... Before we begin, however, I do want to say this, just a little housekeeping. If you enjoy the podcast, if you like what we're putting down, if you want to make sure you don't miss the Butter Bowl, I highly encourage you uh, to make sure that you hit that subscribe button, hit that like button, share with a friend, leave a review, three, four, five, ten star reviews. I know the stars don't go up that high, but listen... Every little bit helps. So please, please, please go on to whatever platform you listen to us on, leave a review, and let people know that Popcorn Prattle is indeed the Film Talk podcast to listen to. Okay. Got that out of the way. All right. Uh, Stephen Lindley, are you ready? Ready. Ready. All right, Freddies, let's prattle. Um, So... Let's start off with the Oscars. Oh, the Oscars. I I thought the Oscars learned their lesson after like a couple <laughs> of years ago, right? Like 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 seriously? Like when so when when so the SNL sketch, right, where you know there is during the weekend white update male rage. and white uh male Melissa rage. Villanova is singing white white male rage. At first I was like, yeah, of course that's what Joker's about. And then she started pointing out all the other movies. And I said, holy crap, it really is about white male rage, white male rage, white male rage. <laughs> it really is. I mean, I mean, to the point that there is only one movie up here that has people of color in it. Yeah. One. And and in this day and age, that is incredibly unacceptable. Now, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I don't think people of color need handouts. I don't think the female directors who have put in hard work, I don't think they need handouts. But I also think that the uh, Academy needs to get off its high horse and start recognizing that there are multiple voices within our society that deserve attention. And there were a lot of great, and as I said, there were a lot of great movies from last year, and I'm surprised, slash not surprised, 
to not see their faces here. I know that wasn't, I know that was horrible. That's why we got the English teacher here. It's just, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Some of the, some of the snubs that, um, that the Oscars did. We're going to, we're going to go through some of these and we're going to, you know, obviously do our picks, but I have just got to say, I had, I had to say that. I mean, what, I mean, what do you guys think about these, these snubs? Like, is there anybody in particular that you're surprised isn't up here? Uh, Well, where do we begin? (laughs) Uh, Okay, so I I have one I wanted to point out. Why is us not represented more? Yep. Like, it should have been a contender for Best Picture, whether or not it would win. Best Actress, uh, too. I think it should have at least been a contender. Uh, Lead Actor, Lead Actress. Uh, like, Like, everything about that movie was just so well made. And I'm just not seeing it anywhere because he got directing. He got his he got ahead. his nod last year. He got a win for yeah. Get Out. Well, that's, well, he got enough. That's all well, so, he needs. <laughs> Jeez. It's not like he went out and made a mediocre follow up. Right. He did something entirely different mm. that I I think we talked about. Uh, probably has even more levels mm-hmm. uh, of uh, symbolism to unfold. Yeah. Like it's it, a really but... well-made film. Mm-hmm. And I just, I cannot believe that it's not represented in any of the categories I thought it did really well in. Mm-hmm. 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 Greta Gerwig, um, Lindley, you were mentioning, and I remember like she was just everywhere on social media. Um, it was like her and uh, Lupita, they were the two yeah. um, top trending as far as like Oscar snubs because it's like, what are you doing? Like, how did yeah. these two not get nominated? It's it's because the other white guys have a lot of clout, and it's like the I love Meryl Streep. I adore Meryl Streep, mm-hmm. but it's like when Meryl Streep has a leading role she's automatically nominated because of who she is. That's mm-hmm. what I feel is kind of going on with, like, Martin Scorsese. Oh, yeah. Just, he's getting nominated because he's Martin Scorsese. I will say, though, I am very, very happy that someone was included in all this, especially when we're talking about directors. I am so happy that Bong Joon-ho mm-hmm. is getting his due. I don't know if the Academy is going to let him win, but for him, not not just to be nominated for Best Director and Best Foreign Film, but to have Parasite, which is, it's such an amazing commentary and such a well-made film, mm-hmm. to be in the Best Picture, not just Foreign Film, Best Picture category, mm-hmm. is, it's a start. Mm-hmm. If but- it, I would love for it to take home Best Picture... Best, it, I think it might have a chance at Best Director. Mm-hmm. Best Picture, we'll see. My, I've had friends saying, like, it, it deserves it, but it's probably going to go to 1917. Which is fantastic in its own from a cinematic standpoint, because they made the whole movie look like it was one shot. Mm-hmm. So it deserves some recognition there. But is it the best film? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, see, I mean, plus two, I mean, when you have like one shot gimmick films like that, uh, that is something the Academy tends to eat up. 
as well as movies that kind of um, pay love song tributes to Hollywood of the past. Mm -hmm. So that's why I feel like between that and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, you've got um, those two kind of will be the competitors against each other. And it's the same with Tarantino. Like, he's Tarantino, so... Yeah. He's going to get nominated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and you know what? That's another thing, too. Little Women gets nominated for Best Picture. Uh, Saoirse Ronan gets nominated for Best Lead Actress for Little Women. He gets adapted, uh, adapted screenplay. but Adapted screenplay, Best Supporting Actress uh, for Little Women. Uh, all these categories, but how uh, does Greta not get nominated for best director and it's the same with taika watiti too well and that was and i mean you guys got to remember i mean the academy has done that for years how many times has because what was it because didn't no i don't think it was last year but in sub like in previous years spike lee has been nominated for like one thing but never got the nomination for best picture or best, best director. director. Right. And it was like, right. but it was like, so wait a minute, so you're good enough for these categories, but then you're not good enough for this. And I think we even mentioned last year, there was another, I can't remember what the movie was, but I feel like there was another instance last year where we were confused as far as like, wait, how did you not get nominated for this? And yet, but you got nominated for all these other categories. I, I just I, I wish I, I wish I was like a fly in the room to just know like what is their logic when when picking these movies. We've already um, talked well, about I can it. Tell it's you white a, male a, rage. A, white male <laughs> rage. <laughs> <laughs> well, a part of it too, and it really kind of speaks to the whole sham process of the Oscars, is that usually the movies that get the most recognition mm. are the ones that spend the most money campaigning for the Oscars, basically. Mm-hmm. They, they they make an ad process. Yeah. And, I mean, that's why a lot of these movies come out around Christmas time. Um, it's all part of that ad campaign. They want to get it out just to keep it fresh enough in the Academy's mind. And it ultimately, I mean, you know, we do, you know, there's a lot of awards that deal with people's choice and the academies don't do that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, they live in a weird little bubble uh, that I think we've seen increasingly is out of touch. Yeah, a, a lot of times is out of touch. Yeah. I think I mean, um, there's so many movies so, yeah. here. You know, just looking, just scrolling through uh, Wikipedia, American Films of 2019. I mean, there's so many movies here that you know got no sort of publicity whatsoever and i feel like and that's why i'm you know that's why i'm so thankful for you know that we that we decided to start the butter bowl because it's like all these movies right all these movies like yeah we've got some like blockbusters up here but we also have some movies that you know the academy would never in a million years nominate and they are good movies they're good strong movies and even though we don't we didn't we don't recognize every single movie that came out last year we at least like take a minute to say like okay no i i saw that movie yeah. or like i heard good things about that movie maybe didn't see it but i heard good things about it yeah. and i, I f- think- and i feel like the more i feel like the academy you know kind of needs to take a page from popcorn prattle and our butter bowl <laughs> and and you know see all the movies and really like expose like use your platform to expose 
the world to these movies that maybe not a lot of people got the chance to see. Yeah. And it's circling back to what we were talking about, about last year's Oscars, the, oh goodness, there's something outside. Uh, last year, it, it was so diverse. You had Black Panther, Black Klansman, um, Bohemian Rhapsody with an mm-hmm. Egyptian lead, uh, The Favorite, which was about female sexuality, mm-hmm. um, not a, and no like strong relationships with men. It was just the relationship between women. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roma, Stars Born, and then Green Book wins, which is one of the most white savior movies in the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's like mm-hmm. you think revisionist history too. Yeah, it's like when you think when you think they're learning. And then Green Book wins, and we wonder why this year is even a surprise. Right. Which is, a, and it's such a shame, because there's so many good movies that came out this year. Mm-hmm. And it's, and it's like, It really? was a decent year for film. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then that's, and that's another thing, too. Like, I, like, I even said, like, you know, thinking about it, I mean, it's not, it's not all uh, comic book movies. That's a that's another nice thing. I mean, the top grossing movies are you know it's between Disney and Sony, um, with one Warner Brothers um, being Joker. Um, but as far as like movies that really stick out to me, that I'm just like, man, I went to the theater and I left just being like on cloud nine after this movie. They weren't superhero movies. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of good, lot, lot of good movies. Um, but let's let's dive into this, guys. Um, we're not. I'm not going to do all of them. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna actually start from cinematography and just scroll on up. I'll skip animated short. Um, it just because not a lot of people see those. Um, but let's start off with cinematography. So we have um, the Irishman, mm-hmm. Joker, the Lighthouse. Mm. 1917 and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. What's your pick? Probably. So are you asking like what we think's going to win or yeah. what do we want to win? 1917. What do you think's going to win? 1917. Well, yeah, 1917. And it's only because again, the Academy eats those uh cinematography gimmick films up. They I do. Love good war um film. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I'm not I'm not trying to to knock uh, Birdman or anything, but that was a, a film they ate up because of that uh, one one camera mm-hmm. appearance. Yeah, but Bird, Birdman was so so good. It was so original. Yeah, like and we, it fit that we one... get a World War One World War Two movie every blue moon. Yeah, Birdman was a rarity. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Well. Yeah, but do you really trust the Academy to recognize that? Oh, no, no. That's why I said 1917. I mean, no, they, they, they will, from time to time, really botch this. Um, but yeah, 1917 probably gets it. Um, that, that'd be my guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Original screenplay. Uh, oh, sorry. Um, actually, you know what? Just from looking at it, I'm actually going to go with The Lighthouse. Okay. I mean, the Academy does love a good black and white movie. And it looks, I mean, it, it does, it too. looks really, really good. 
Yeah. Um, it looks like it's shot really, really well. I would say it's. I would say those are your two top contenders. Once upon a time in Hollywood isn't like. It's a. It's, it's a classic. It's, it's classic Tarantino. Like his shot. Like if you like how he films things, you're gonna love Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um. Nothing. Nothing stood out to me in Joker, and I don't have three hours to watch The Irishman. Um. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. <laughs> um. Original screenplay. Uh, Knives Out. Marriage Story. 1917. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And Parasite. What's your pick? Mm. I honestly think it could go so many ways. What I want to win is either Knives Out or Parasite. Right. They could give it to Parasite and think that they're throwing them a bone. Or, uh, no, it's going to win. It's going to be like Roma last year where it wins Best Foreign but not Best Picture. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think they're going to, I think Parasite will, they'll win something, but it'll just, it it will literally just be like, okay, here you go now, you know, shut up SJWs. Yeah. You know, which is sad because it looks mm-hmm. great. Um. Yeah, that 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 sort of uh, token uh, voting, I guess the Academy has. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I could see it going to either Knives Out or Marriage Story with that logic, um, but you never know. Sometimes they might surprise us. It could go to Parasite. Nineteen Seventeen would be the Nineteen Seventeen. I think would be my my real pick. I think Nineteen Seventeen could win that original screenplay. Um, adapted screenplay, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, The Two Popes. I think, I think (laughs) this is going to be what you were talking about with Parasite. They're going to throw Greta Gerwig a bone to satisfy the ladies Mm -hmm. and be like, okay, she's got an Oscar, shut up now. I'm going to be really um, pessimistic here, and I'm going to say they'll probably give it to Joker just because anyone who actually has read the comics will kind of wonder what exactly did they adapt. Because it's not even the Joker character. I I was literally just about to say, like, what did you adapt? Yeah, it's like, okay, you adapted characters, but, like, not even that, really. Someone on Twitter, I I saw a post. They were like, "You could have literally just made no." They they described a movie. They were like, uh, "Uh, mentally ill clown kills a television personality um, after being um, after being like uh, spur- like spurned by his rich maybe father." They were like. You could have literally just done that as a movie, and it still would have been just as good. It did not have to be a Joker movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I I would actually say I'm gonna I would give this to Jojo Rabbit. I would be okay with that too. It uh, Jojo Rabbit was such a great movie. I thought it was incredibly well written. Um, I I would love to see Jojo Rabbit win. I think I think we're looking at though. I think we're looking at the Irishman. 
<laughs> or or Lindley, I think you're I think you're right. I think they'll I hate saying this. They'll throw Greta a bone and say, Here's little here's your award for little women. Now go stop mm-hmm. talking. Gross. Um animated feature. Uh, How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World. It's so good. It's so good. It's such a great way to end the story. Um, I Lost My Body. Klaus. Which is also very good if you guys haven't seen it yet. I heard good things. Yeah, we watched it with the kids for Christmas and it was actually really good. Missing Link. Toy Story 4. Do we all just want to say it all together? One, two. two... Three. Three. Toy, Toy Story, Story 4. four. <laughs> like, like, there's nothing. Like, I hate that the animated I'm, feature category is always like this. There's always so just s- one. But here's the thing, though. Hmm. We might get something out of left field because it didn't win the Golden Globe. Neither did Frozen 2. Which, if you can see, Frozen 2 is not nominated. Surprisingly. The Missing Link won. And I think... This might be the, again. This is a here. Here's your bone, uh, year, because this this is the same studio that did Kubo and the Two Strings that did Coraline, of Paranorman. So I feel like I I have not seen Missing Link. It's in my Hulu uh, queue, mm-hmm. but I feel like it may have a chance. I think people. It got attention from winning the Golden Globe, so people mm-hmm. might be like, oh, here's your bone. Sorry we didn't give it to you when you should have for Kubo. You know what okay. I think might actually have a shot is I lost my body. No, it's not. I think it will. No, because the Academy isn't going to see anything that's not Disney or Pixar. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I, I didn't even look at what it's about. I just looked at the art style. Nope. Like, it's too good and too original. Yeah. Hmm. And it's about a person of color, too? Nope. (laughs) Get that out of here. Get that out of here. Never mind. (laughs) You're right. They had their year last year. Okay. White male rage. They won't go for it. You're right. It's about white male rage, Stephen. Matter of fact, give it about give it to How to Train Your Dragon: The Hidden World. I would be okay with that. It's about time that series got recognized because that was, is a fantastic series. It is a good movie, although it should have gotten nominated. It should have won for How to Train Your Dragon Two. Yeah, that movie is so strong. With so many tears. Well, you know, and since we're on the animated feature category, I just want to highlight another point here: animated films. Do- they like never get recognized as you know contenders for best picture, nope. mm-hmm. like ever. The only one that comes to mind was Beauty and the Beast, and how many years ago was that? It was nineteen ninety one. Yeah, and it it didn't win, um, and it's just like I hate that that they automatically look at the medium and go, oh, that's the kitty category. Mm-hmm. It's like no, <laughs> no, animation can be so much more than that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See, I lost my body. Huh? <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Best director. Uh, Greta Gerwig. Oh, wait. Yeah, it's all about... Uh, it's all about dim white guys. I I honestly think this could go to Bong Joon-ho. 
I <laughs> not. What do you think? There's so it many. Went to, it went to the dude from Roma last year, didn't it? He's going up against yeah. Scorsese, Todd Phillips, Sam Mendes, and Quentin Tarantino. All of which, you know, don't get me wrong. This category should be more diverse. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. But they stack. I mean, they stack the deck against this guy. The only person to me that's not a contender. I don't care how, what people say or what Please you say, say variety films. around me. The Irishman, get out of here. I have <laughs> no, no interest in seeing the Irishman. No one has set through, no one has, in this day and age, no one has the attention span to sit through the Irishman. I believe None it. of the Academy has seen the Irishman. They're all just voting for him because he's the only one on the list they recognize. I... I think for best director, I think you could. I think Sam. I think Sam Mendes takes it. Uh, yeah, I could. I, I think it's either going to be him or I still think Bon Joon Ho has a shot. Because it, it, it'll be something like last year where direct direction foreign film went to Alfonso Curion for Roma, but it didn't take best picture. It went to Green Book. <laughs> I if it goes to if it goes to Bong Joon Ho I I would be I'd be flabbergasted and I'd be thrilled mm-hmm. in the same way I was um, uh, um, um, when Guillermo del Toro won um, oh, that year. Um, Why didn't he make scary stories better? But I just feel like Sam Mendes. I mean, he's, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, I feel like he's, and I, and an audience, I don't want you to think like I'm taking anything away from any of these directors. I, I will, I mean, I sing Scorsese's uh, praises all the time, but there are other voices, you know, there are other, there are other people that are just as good. And you're right, Lindley, he probably only got on the list because they recognize his name and that's not fair. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's not being fair. If he earned that spot, then he earned that spot. But I really feel he didn't earn that spot. I would even venture to say, I mean, I love Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I think it's a wonderful movie. Best director? Eh, not really. The story's great. The acting's great. I mean, Quentin Tarantino does a great job directing, but uh, best director? Yeah. But Sam Mendes, yeah, I love Sam Mendes. Yeah, I do. I really do. And Bong Joon Ho, I was looking at his uh, filmography. I mean, I've I like I've liked all of his movies without realizing it was him. So for me, I mean, that's that's your dude. But I feel like it's between Sam and Scorsese, and I'll be so mad if they give it to Scorsese. Yep. Sweet Christmas. As much as I as much as I did enjoy the Joker and liked it, mm. I would be angry if they gave it to Todd Phillips. Oh, I would he be made too. some pretty boneheaded comments right there when the movie came out. Again. And oh sorry, go ahead. Uh, I would just it, I, I feel like if they gave it to Todd Phillips, that would be again just reinforcing how out of touch they really are. Yep. Um, but he basically, yeah, he basically just made a Scorsese film. Like that's not original. 
if I if if I can literally put your movie up against like uh, what's a good movie? Oh, The Departed or The Town and feel like it's the same movie. Or Scorsese didn't do The Town, but still, you get my you get mm-hmm. my point. Yeah. Ugh. Chronicles. Uh supporting actress. <laughs> um Kathy Bates for Richard Jewell. Laura Dern for Marriage Story, Scarlett Johansson for Jojo Rabbit, Florence Pugh for Little Women, Mm. Margot Robbie for Bombshell. I would love it to go to Florence Pugh, but I I would be also okay with it going to Laura Dern, which I think is who's going to take it. I would love to see Laura Dern win an Oscar. This might surprise you. Because you guys haven't seen Jojo Rabbit yet, right? No. I, I'm, it's killing me because I really want to see it. Scarlett, let me tell you something. Scarlett kills that role. I heard she's fantastic in it. She, I mean, she makes, she has this, there's a scene in it where Jojo gets angry at her. And he, he talks to her in such a way because his dad's gone. So she pretends, she puts on uh, his dad's Nazi uniform and puts um, soot on her face mm-hmm. and does, like, and pretends to be the father and her at the same time mm-hmm. in this beautifully written scene. I mean, and she's, and she's, she's like, she's the driving force of it the entire time. I would love for her to win, but I feel like Jojo Rabbit is not. I feel like the. I feel like they. I feel like the 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 Academy was just like, oh, it's set in World War Two. We'll put it on the list then. Not because it's any sort of social commentary. Yeah. You know, or the fact that Scarlett Johansson actually does crush it in this role, like to the point where like she had me in tears by the end of it. Is beautifully done. Yeah. Um, supporting actor. Tom Hanks in A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Isn't it about <laughs> Mr. Rogers? Yeah. Is this a green book situation? Like <laughs> where the main character for some reason <laughs> isn't the lead actor? Well, I think the main <laughs> actor technically is the guy who's supposed to be like writing down his story. Uh-huh. Okay. Anthony Hopkins in The Two Popes. Al Pacino in The Irishman. Joe Pesci in The Irishman. Brad Pitt in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Which white guy is it going to go to? If it needs to go to any white guy, I got to go with Brad. Yeah, I could see him winning. Has he ever won an Oscar before? Let's find out. Let's find out if Brad Pitt... I know Joe Pesci won an award, and he uh, had, like, the best uh, acceptance speech ever. He just goes up to the microphone and goes, it was an honor, and he just walks away. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's either going to be Pesci or... It was my pleasure. Pesci or Pitt. 
Uh, he has not. He has been nominated, but he has well, never. This might be Pitt's year. He has never won, um, either for best supporting or best actor. Oh, that's a. Oh, that's right. He was nominated for best actor in Benjamin Button. That. Yep. I would have given it to him for that one. He was a great baby in that movie. Oh my god, he does. I love that movie so much. Um, yeah, because he's. I mean, he does a great job to the point where. I always tell my students, the best part about acting when you're at, when you're acting on stage is that is having that secret, right? Yeah. That people see, but they the audience never finds out, and the whole movie. There is a like a secret about Brad Pitt, but you're never quite sure what actually happened with him. Yeah. And I I love that. I love that about him. Like he's my favorite part of that movie outside of Leo. No. Yeah, like he like and Leo does we'll get there. Um lead actress Cynthia Erivo in Harriet, Scarlett Johansson in Marriage Story. Say her name, Little Women. I'm going to say it wrong. Saoirse Ronan. Thank you, from Little Women. Rhymes with inertia. Got you. Charlize Theron in Bombshell, and Renee Zellweger in Judy. Would love for it to go to Saoirse, but it's going to go to Renee Zellweger. Really? Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, because that's she's the, playing Judy, Judy Garland. Garland. I was about to say that's Judy Garland, right? <laughs> okay, never mind. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it sad? A little bit. I, I hear she's fantastic. Yeah, this is a sad though. story. I mean, yeah, and that's and that's the thing. It's like I hate I hate saying that because I don't. I'm not trying to take away from anybody in these categories. But when it's like a very clear winner, when you had so many other actresses who did great work over the year. Like, I don't, I don't understand how this is your top list because as much as I like Cynthia Revo, I didn't get a chance to see Harriet, but I did see us. Lupita should be in that category. But she's not. Lead actor, Antonio Banderas, Pain and Glory. What was that? Uh, <laughs> it's a foreign film. Uh, oh. Seriously? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Wait, go back to Pain and Glory. What do you mean it's a porn film? Foreign. Oh, foreign. I thought you, you said a foreign. <laughs> I was like, why are you saying that so nonchalantly? Yeah, well, you see, Antonio Banderas plays a pizza delivery man. <laughs> Did somebody order pizza? <laughs> yeah, okay. I don't need to, I don't need to hear y'all's pain and glory fan fiction. Jesus, what? what? <laughs> Adam Driver in Marriage Story. Joaquin Phoenix in Joker, and Jonathan Price in The Two Popes. I mean, it's gonna go to Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. 
They they love they love mm-hmm. the Joker for some reason. They love it when white boys get really skinny and kill people. Get angry. <laughs> yeah. White yeah. male rage. White male rage. It's not a porno. And I'm not trying to you know knock what he did as the character. I'm just saying it's. I mean that's what they always go for. And like what he I did. I mean in Leonardo the DiCaprio. Look at him. I mean he should have won the Oscar so many times, and he wins it for The Revenant. Yeah, it's like that mm-hmm, was the mm-hmm. that that was his bone. He should have won it for Django him. Unchained. Uh, mm-mm. Mm-mm. not Django. It's this one. This is oh. the one. This is the one he should win the Oscar for. This should have been his first. Because, but do you think they'll give it to him? No, but no, but only because Joaquin Phoenix is in this category. But yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio, there, there's literally there's there is a scene where he's he he is act he's playing he, he's doing he's doing the actor within the actor thing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and oh my god, it's one scene, but it is it's like it's incredible because you just see all the frustration in his character where he's just like, you know. He's like, if you don't get this, if you don't get this done, you know, we're done. I'm, I'm through. Like he talks himself in the mirror. He's like, I'm through with you. I'm done. We're, I'm gonna kill myself. And he does all this stuff. And then he gets on the stage. And then he, mm, he just crushes it. And I'm just like, and I just remember being in the theater. Literally, I look down. And I'm on the edge of my seat because oh, wow. it was phenomenally, it was phenomenally done. And I did not do that with. Joaquin Phoenix because all the time the whole time I was just like this isn't Joker this isn't a Batman movie why are you calling it a Batman movie I'm gonna hurt somebody (laughs) and then I punched an old woman in the face that's what I was saying from the beginning this wait that was you yes this movie would have been so much stronger (laughs) if it wasn't a Joker movie if it was about a mentally ill man who is left unchecked and uncared for yep. who goes off the deep end it would have been so much stronger but it's dumbed down because you have to put him in face paint you have to throw in um you have More. to throw in bruce wayne mm-hmm. you have to throw in arkham and it it diminishes what could have been a deserving film mm-hmm. deserving of so much praise Anyways, I need to stop well, ranting about Joker. I mean, yeah, it's probably going to go to him, and it's probably not going to go to this guy, but I do want to say I am glad that Adam Driver got recognized. Yeah. Me too. Uh, he's fantastic. He, he, is, mm. he is, and it's like when you read his story about why he got into acting, mm-hmm. how he was in the military, you just really start to notice how, like, uh, razor fo- razor sharp he is as an actor. He's like really focused mm-hmm. uh, in everything he does, and that's I think that's truly remarkable. And I am glad he got recognized mm-hmm. here. Yeah. It'd be nice if he could get it, but I don't, I, I don't think he will. I don't know if he's going to get it for Marriage Story, but I think his time will come. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't think. Yeah. I mean, I think that it'll be his revenant. I think Marriage Story, uh, the win for Marriage Story is kind of like, is kind of like Black Panther last year. It's the fact that it it got it got to the big dance. It's just happy to be here, guys. Yeah, 
Yeah. You know, I mean, it's like, I mean, and truly, I mean, it's it's a Netflix movie. It's yeah. a Netflix movie that made it. Well, I mean, so was but the Irish man. Let I mean, let's just be real. Marriage Story is feels like an actual Netflix movie. The Irishman is he wanted to Scorsese wanted to try something different probably or Netflix just gave him a lot of money for it. Um too bad they couldn't have given him an editor to make it shorter. Oh. <laughs> Best picture. <laughs> Ford versus Ferrari. The Irishman. Jojo Rabbit. Joker, Little Women, Marriage Story, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Parasite. I want it to go to Parasite or Little Women, but I think it's going to go to 1917. Also, I know we haven't talked about this movie a lot. I don't think Ford versus Ferrari is going to get much attention. Like, it's fight is a good movie, but it is going to win best uh, sound mixing or editing or whatever category that is. That's what it needs to win. Steven? I agree. I think it's probably going to go to either 1917 or, uh, again, because it's, an, it's a love song to the Hollywood of yesteryear, uh, once upon a time in Hollywood. I think those are probably going to be the two top contenders. Out of these, I think once upon a time in Hollywood should get it. It's the love story to Hollywood that actually works. <laughs> I mean, it does, and it, and it, and I don't think Tarantino is shy about it being a love story to Hollywood. Yeah. You know, I think, and that, the Academy <laughs> loves those. Yeah. But I don't think he, I don't think Tarantino did it for the Academy. I think it's just, that's just who Tarantino is. Yeah. It is a pure Tarantino film, and I absolutely dig it. I will say. I think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood should win it. I think we're going to get surprised. I think Joker's going to take it. Oh, gosh, I hope not. I think they're going to. If we're going to get surprised, give it to Parasite. Well, what'll happen is uh, they'll announce it as Parasite, so, but then no. they'll get up there and go, there's been a mistake. It's actually you, Parasite Joker. Parasite is not the winner. Joker won. Joker is best picture. Uh, so here's the thing, though. I've heard great things about 1917, but I'm still a little salty because it had an, it had an activation at New York Comic Con this year. And it was the worst thing in the world. They just set up a blow-up tent, some uncomfortable chairs inside, and just showed, like, a five-minute behind-the-scenes, like, video. And then gave you a poster. It was like, here you go. And it took up the space where <laughs> Stars usually has their activation. So we didn't get an Outlander booth because of 1917. This sounds like a personal vendetta, though. <laughs> this doesn't sound fine. like anything. <laughs> this doesn't sound like founded on anything. This doesn't sound like a very jaded Lindley in her Outlander garb being like, where is, where is Jamie? And they're just like, no, here's 1917. <laughs> Sit down in this chair. It was. That's just like, all it why, was. Why won't you just let me touch the stones? And then Larry comes out and he's like, why don't you come to the Joker booth? 
<laughs> my daughter loves Joker. She oh, also loves Outlander. <laughs> We're going to do a crossover with Joker and Jamie. <laughs> I don't know what happened through this conversation. <laughs> I figured out the truth. That's what happened. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Lily <laughs> said they did that as well, Lander. They just had two chairs. It's five minutes of the behind the scenes. They didn't even show me the actual movie. They didn't show me anything. I think Marcus well, it's has because lost they were too it. busy shooting a three-hour movie called The Irishman. Yeah, I didn't want to see The Irishman. I wanted to see The Scotsman. <laughs> Marcus, you have lost I'm it. I'm so tired. I'm just so tired. Oh, baby. Oh, I'm so tired. Okay. Well, you got to hang in there because we got one more thing we got to talk about before we wrap up this episode. I know. It's the one thing that's going to make me happy because the Oscars don't make me happy any year. <laughs> uh, but who are we kidding? Do they make anybody happy? Um, No, that's why I play a drinking game every year for the Oscars. <laughs> so audience, if you want to play the drinking game, uh, I try to get like a couple of other film podcasts to go in on with me. Um, and we just go around and we, uh, we, you know, take a drink every time one of our, uh, one of our choices gets selected or not get selected, or we just feel like it. It's usually, it's usually <laughs> that to be quite honest with you. Yeah. But, um, but you know, what's not, you know what you don't have to drink through because it's <gasps> not five hours long. The butter bowl. It is our third annual butter bowl and this is something uh that we created because i feel like it was because we were just we we're not excited about the oscars we're not excited about talking about the oscars um was this around the time of oscars so white yeah i think so i think that might have been why we did it because we were because i remember i remember that whole episode i feel like everybody was just pissed yeah. Because it was like <laughs> because they were because we we literally went down the list of like you could have nominated this person or this person or this person or this movie or this movie and we were like, you know what? Let's do our own awards where we will be happy and hopefully others will be happy as well. Um so this is an annual thing. Um usually uh during this time as well um for the Butterbowl, Lindley makes her announcement for our March movie Madness, which mm-hmm. there will be a slight twist this year, which we're going to talk about at the end of uh, of our Butterbowl nomination announcements. Wait, what? There's a twist. Don't worry. There's I'm a twist. There's a gonna twist. Gonna worry. There's a twist. Oh, a oh, I'm sorry. You were. Oh, that's what's got you worried. I have a streak to maintain. Yeah, well, your streak's ending. I'm still waiting on my Hard. crown. Hard. Stop saying hard like that. Hard. <laughs> what is Stop. this? What is this? Pain and glory? <laughs> <laughs> it's a porn film. 
What? <laughs> a porn film. A foreign film. <laughs> Did somebody order a pizza? <laughs> Can we get back to the butterball? <laughs> I didn't want the Irishman. I wanted the Scotsman. Butterball. <laughs> to the butterball. Hey, there we go. We got back to it. Butter. All right. <laughs> so, um, we have, uh, well, Lindley, you, you, you have the nomination. So, you, you explain, like, what's unique about our Butterbowl, why people should watch the butter, listen to the Butterbowl as opposed to watching <laughs> the Oscars. I just like saying Butterbowl. I like the alliteration of it. It's fun. It's uh, so basically what the Butterbowl is, is that we have created, we usually do 10 awards, but I think this year we couldn't decide on what to take out. So we have 11 awards to give out this year. And these are, th- these are our personal picks. Um, and I'll go over each category and what they represent, but they're not like best actress, best cinematography, none of that pretentious stuff. We, we tried the pretentious, pretentious thing. We ain't gonna go there again. <laughs> it was a weird choice. It was a weird, it was a weird choice. We did it and we're, we're good. It was a choice. And I had to, I had to go, uh, take, uh, remedial lessons because of that decision no one understood what was going on and it was fine so <laughs> these are these are our awards these are categories uh, that we have come up with ourselves for the most part they're they're pretty fun and you know should not be taken that seriously but some of them are are pretty genuine and i think we've picked some good ones so shall we start with the first award yes So the first award, and this is always one of the first awards that we give out, is the most quotable quote. And this is a a line from a movie that has just stuck with us throughout the year, gets quoted a bunch, and it's just a fun thing to say. So, and I'll go through each of the nominees for, uh, for each category. So for most quotable quote, the nominees are, bleep, please, you've been to space. From Spider-Man, Far From Home, Higher, Further, Faster, Mm. Baby, from Captain Marvel, I am Iron Man, from Avengers Endgame, I'm Black Superman, from Hobbs and Shaw, and Samantha, from Frozen 2. Oh, that's why I didn't know that quote. I was like, what are you talking about? Oh, okay. Because you didn't see Frozen 2, which I like better than Frozen 1. Yeah, I'm good. It's fun. It's cute. Yeah. I like it. So the next category is the LMAO Award. This is our this is our best comedy award. But you know, saying best comedy is super basic, and we're everything but basic around these parts. Anyways, <laughs> the nominees. You have to tell people you're not basic. Are you really not basic? <laughs> the going. nominees are uh, Booksmart. Cats, Detective Pikachu, Jojo Rabbit, and Knives Out. And yes, I know Cats isn't meant to be a comedy, but I cannot remember laughing so hard in a theater than I have at Cats. So it's hilarious. And I recommend everyone seeing it. I'm going to pass on that one. That's a hard no. (laughs) It's going to be a no for me, dog. Hard. (laughs) <laughs> I'm gonna walk hard. <laughs> oh Lord, I forgot about that movie. 
the wrong kid died. The wrong kid died that day. Man, could you imagine if Walk if, Hard if Walk Hard came out the year we came we came out with the Butter Bowl? It would win every award. <laughs> yeah. Sure. So <laughs> this next category, we always have a few that are very specific to the year we're doing these. And in 2019, there were a bunch of dad speeches. Like this was the year of the dad speech in both film and in TV. And you know, we're not we're not going to, you know, we're not going to put it to just one gender. So this is the best dad/mom speech of the year because we're inclusive here at Popcorn Prowl. Unlike uh, the, nom- the Oscars. Unlike the Oscars. The nominees are Hopper from Stranger Things, Marmy from Little Women, Rosie from Jojo Rabbit, Tony Stark, Avengers Endgame, and Woody from Toy Story 4. Man, it would be so cool if I lived in an area that played a lot of these movies. So I could actually see many of them. Come to New York. We have all of the movies for twice the price. Or you can just just go to Asheville. (laughs) <laughs> where they probably have all the movies for yeah why would i why why would i drive an hour and a half just okay you know what we're not having this conversation <laughs> but you know what conversation we are having is the next category another thing about 2019 it was a really good year for horror like it was a surprisingly good year for horror not just a bunch of like oh here's a jump scare Here's a here's a bunch of blood. There were some legitimately good films in this category. So we wanted to recognize them. So our nominees for the the Boo Haunted House Award. Thank you, Stephen. Thank you, James Roll. <laughs> are Brightburn, It Chapter Two, Midsommar, Ready or Not, and Us. Mm. So th- there's good. there's some good films in there. It's gonna be I, hard. some of these choices are going to be real real hard for people to pick. I feel they're going to be real hard. And I was I'm I was so tempted to put cats in this <laughs> in this section because it's funny, but oh man, is it horrific! So this next category is probably <laughs> it's true. This is probably my favorite award. This is the best. Oh, yeah, that came out this year. Movie of 2019. This is the... Most of these are things that came out earlier in the year that weren't great. And by the time we got to the end of the year, we forgot that it came out during this year. And the nominees are... Dora and the Lost City of Gold. (laughs) Dumbo. The remake. Another remake. Hellboy. I forgot Hellboy got remade. The Lego Movie 2 and Shaft. You're welcome for having us remind you that these were films this year. That was our category to fill. That was, because there was a bunch we forgot about. We forgot about Charlie's Angels. Uh, We forgot about Maleficent, Mistress of is it Mistress of Evil or Mistress literally, of Darkness? Those literally just came out last month. 
But that says something that I've already forgot that they were things. What the? It really does feel like it's been a long time. It, no, it does not. It literally came out last month. The trailers just stopped playing. Marcus, have you been awake? It's 2020. It feels like it's been 10 months already. Anyways, yeah. this is this is another unique category to this year. Uh, this is the Beatdown Award. Uh, this is a film that had, you know, maybe some great fight choreography or a memorable fight scene in a movie. And the nominees are the entire film of John Wick Chapter 3. Just just all of it. I mean... Not a specific scene, just the entire film. I, You know what, and, and, and audience, I, I challenge you. I challenge you. Pick one fight in that movie that you want to highlight. Try. <laughs> um, the final battle from Avengers Endgame. Red versus Adelaide from Us. Ray mm. slash Ben Solo versus the Sith. Just, just all of the Sith from Star Wars Rise of Skywalker. And Spider-Man versus Mysterio in Spider-Man Far From Home. Uh, round two. Round two. I, yes. I like round one better, but we'll... Round that one. can be up to the audience's discretion. He spends, he spends most of his time just being afraid and walking around. Round and two gets, is the actual fight. And gets beat down. This is the beat down oh, award. He gets beat <laughs> oh, he gets beat down in round two. Anyways, the next, now we're getting into the more like serious categories. Not like dour categories, but things that you know we actually wanted to recognize these films for being good at. Uh, so the best socially aware film, this is a film that had a message to get across and did it very well, or had something to do with a moment of history or something very meaningful. So those nominees are Harriet, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Knives Out, and Us. And then the next category, this is the best streaming choice. This was another hard one because there were a lot of good things that came out in the world of streaming entertainment. So we decided this year, I know Steven wanted to recognize The Crown because season three was great, but we there were so many things. So we decided to pick things that were brand new to 2019 were in the first season or just premiered in 2019. So the nominees are The Dark Crystal, Age of Resistance, Don't F with Cats, Fire, that's F-Y-R-E, The Mandalorian, and Umbrella Academy. So there's a there's a wide range of things in this. We've got you know, documentaries, we've got uh, comic book things, we have amazing puppetry, we got Baby Yoda. Space Western. <laughs> Space Western. And you, know also it's gonna, you know it's going to win, though. It's going to be Baby Yoda. Yeah. It's going to be Baby Yoda. Yeah. yeah. So just go it, ahead, just go ahead, let's just go ahead and give them the award now. And it's, it's not undeserved, because The Mandalorian is a 
It's a great show. Mm-hmm. It's very strong, not just for Baby Yoda, but for cinematography, characters, everything else. It's great. I'm not, I'm not dissing the Mandalorian because this is the way. <laughs> and this is the next category. This is the viewer's choice. Now, when you think viewer's choice, you might think that we we did a poll. Uh, we ain't got time for that. The viewer's choice is a movie that the critics might not have liked, but audience seems to really enjoy. So when looking at something like Rotten Tomatoes, their score isn't always the best thing to look at, but you can see the differences in what critics thought of it and what an audience thought. So there's a big divide. Mm-hmm. So the nominees of this one are Aladdin, the remake that just came out this year, Alita Battle Angel, Ugh. It Chapter 2, Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker, and Terminator Dark Fate. A couple of these we almost put in the, oh yeah, that came out this year, but thought they were better suited for this. Now this category, this was another one that was hard to pick the nominees for. This is the best OMG moment. This is a moment in a movie or TV. I think most of these are, yeah, these are these are all going to be from films that just really stuck out or were so shocking you couldn't believe it. So the nominees are The Avengers Assemble from Avengers Endgame, The Birthday Party from Parasite, Joker's Imaginary Girlfriend from Joker, Rewriting History, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Spider-Man's Identity Revealed from Spider-Man Far From Home. Some of these, some of these we tried to keep spoiler free, others there was just no way. I mean, some of these have been out long enough. It's fine. It's fine. And our last category. This is the Butterball Award. This is our version of basically best picture. It may not be something that the Academy agrees with, but this is a collective of what we thought were the best films of the year uh, in some fashion or another. And the nominees are Avengers Endgame, Knives Out, Little Women, Marriage Story, Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, and Us. And there you have it. These are our third annual Butter Bowl Award nominees. We did it, guys. And look how inclusive and diverse these nom and fun these awards are. And you know what? And you know what's the best part about it, Lindley? We didn't try to make it diverse. No, it just happened that way because there are a lot of different great voices. And again, not to take away from the nominations from the Oscars because there's some crossover. There is. There is. But I do think I do feel like the average moviegoer, like the, like the the. The average Joe. Yeah. Can look at this list and be like, you know what? I can look at this list and be like, I've seen most of these movies. Mm Mm-hmm. You know? Um, Which is great. So, audience, here is what is going to happen. Um, By the time this audio, by the time this uh, podcast goes up, the polls 
for the Butter Bowl. Um, links uh, will be provided to you so that you can go and you can vote for your picks for the Butter Bowl. Um, and I think uh, be- just because um, just because of the nature of the Oscars coming up um, much, much earlier than than what we've had before, we are actually, why don't we say, yeah, the 28th of February, the 28th of February will be uh, the Butter Bowl. Agreed. Or sorry, we'll, we'll, we'll close the polls for on the 28th and then we'll, you know, put up the episode um, that weekend. Yes. Mm hmm. Um, and on top of that, uh, we will also, um, in the midst of that, we will also have our, um, we'll announce our picks for March Movie Madness. Cause that'll be, fu- that'll be fun to do that in the same, in the same episode to do Butterball yeah. and, and that, um, and next. I think you guys should know I've picked my category. Well, here's the thing, Lindley. Because if you remember, I said that there was going to be a slight change this year. I remember. Would you like to know what that slight change is? Yes. The slight change is that there will not be three contestants. There will actually be four. What? Because, audience, uh... I was I was contacted by a friend of mine, um, an old acting friend of mine, uh, who is uh, wanting to get into podcasting. She wants to learn the ropes, and she has asked to become our first intern. Oh, <gasps> we know. have an intern. I We're so know. fancy now. Woo! I I do not want to I do not want to spoil anything. I don't want to spoil her great debut, but I promise you guys. Um, she oh, so is she's absolutely phenomenal. It is a girl. <laughs> it is a girl. Um, and she's absolutely phenomenal. She's a wonderful actress, very strong. She knows her stuff. Um, loves all sorts of movies. Again, um, I'm gonna let her introduce herself, so I'm not gonna spoil it. I'm not gonna spoil her debut. Uh, but just know, next episode, uh, she is a coming. And uh, I think the plan is to try and uh, have our first episode uh, be Birds of Prey, a Birds (gasps) of Prey uh, review, where um, also, speaking of which, it is currently trending on Twitter. Ooh. Yes, because apparently it is very good. They're saying slow start, but strong finish. Oh, let's hope so. Yeah. Let us hope so. They're saying most, all the actors do well, including Ewan McGregor. They said he does, he's a play, he's, he's a wonderful black mask. Uh, and they said this feels like an actual superhero movie this time. Oh, thank God. You know, and I think that's the one thing that DC has neglected about their, their franchise. They're superheroes. Not dark brooding, you know, mass murderers. Yeah. People, apparently people are already miffed 
and and of course by people I mean the neckbeards, are myth that the characters don't have enough sex appeal. I saw in that. this film because God forbid a female superhero movie be about anything except the sex appeal. I'm sorry, I threw up in my mouth a little bit when I said that. I'm fine. I, listen, I'm not going to quote the guy verbatim, but I will say that the, because I saw a tweet where a guy said that, because he, he said, and I quote uh, the the other guy, he said, um, women want to cosplay sexiness, and there's no sexiness in this movie. And the guy said, he posted a picture of, of Margot Robbie, who is not scantily clad in this movie. It's He's, her in the onesie, like eating yeah. and crying, right? No, no, no. It's just like it's just like a candid like promotional photo of just like she's in the ones no, she's in like the she's in the gold um uh gold Oh, the jumper. Yeah, or she's like in the gold jumpsuit. jumper and she's got the hammer. Looks very cool, very badass. And he just he's just like if you don't look at that picture and if you don't look at that picture and don't see sexiness, he's like ah, he's like we need to have a deeper conversation, dude. <laughs> he's like she she looks great. Um they all do. Look, well, look, you know what? Save it. We're going to talk about it. All right, we'll talk about we're it. Gonna talk, we're going to talk we're going to talk about it with our new member. <laughs> it's going to be exciting. It's going to be It's going to be so good. It is going to be absolutely <laughs> exciting. Audience, uh please go out, vote uh for your picks in the butter bowl. Like we cannot wait. We cannot wait uh to This is see always my favorite time of year. you guys pick. Um Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah. So, before we leave, though, um, in case you want to get to know us a little bit better, Stephen, where can the folks at home reach you? Folks at home, you can go over to Twitter, follow me, at St. Albrey, or you can head over to YouTube, catch my videos while they're still there before I move to Vimeo at some point when I have more money. <laughs> Because Vimeo apparently treats its uh, creators better than YouTube does. Uh, you can also follow my blog, my film blog, uh, Bailey's Film Workshop on Blogger. Lindley, where can the folks at home reach you? Folks at home, you can find me on a few places. I'm mostly on Instagram, at Little Lottie. That's little L-O-T-T-I-E. I post a lot of cosplay stuff. Um working on cost plans for 2020 i've got big ideas not much cash but my goal is to this year make my own costumes that's my goal this year so follow that journey on my instagram uh you can also see my cosplays at on facebook at little lottie one word cosplay I am also a writer and part of the social media team for Outlander Cast. I do a series called Sassanak Spotlight. Just had an article come out. So if you are a fan of Outlander, like Marcus and I are, go check out the blog. I also help run their Twitter. Check that out. I am also on the social media and writing team for Universal Monsters Universe. A new article reviewing the Dracula series is out now. I have a few other things in the works. Uh, so lots of exciting things 
coming for Universal Monsters Universe. If you're in the New York area, we are celebrating our fourth anniversary uh, as UMU at the QED in Astoria. We're doing an event uh, screening The Mummy's Curse, and we're going to have some riffers. We're going to have a special poster, which I'm helping with. Very excited. That's a lot of stuff. Uh, Yeah, thank you for listening, guys, and being awesome. And, of course, uh, you can always find me uh, on that Twitter at Mark, M-A-R-C, underscore Leroy, L-A-R-O-Y. Um, if you would like to hear this velvety voice even some more, um, you can always uh, find me on Continuum Force, uh, which is getting ready to start production on season two. We are Woo! back. I'm so excited. Um, I get to record my promo very soon uh and i just put in my lines for um jaws um jaws of extinction which is it was so that is the weirdest experience y'all to do a video game <laughs> like and to know like okay like because as a gamer like i'm like okay that's why i have to say this line but it's it's also very jarring it's 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 a weird experience um <laughs> Uh, and of course, if you are a writer and you uh, are in need of a narrator, please hit me up uh, because I just got my second uh, audiobook job and I'm looking for more since I'm done with this one. So if you got a book, let me know. I'll read it for you. <laughs> and I think that is everything. The next time you hear us, we will not just be three, we'll be four. It's going to be good. Our little our little team of Avengers is growing. All right. So, audience, before we leave, I leave you with this. From all of us to all of you, we wish you peace, love, and tranquility. You all take care now. Make your choices. <laughs>